Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, 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 won't you come out tonight? Well, baby, won't you come out tonight? Hey, everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. Dory. My sperm was dumb, but it was fixed by a doctor. Dory, your eggs were old, but turns out those two could take some sperm that was dumb and fixed by a doctor. Well, my sperm wasn't really fixed by a doctor. They just found the good sperm. Anyway, guess what? We're still trying to have this baby because yeah, it's inside of Dory refusing to exit. He's not vacating the premises. You know, I just keep thinking, is this a, a sign of things to come? Will this be a kid that doesn't want to wake up? <laughs> Will this be a kid that doesn't want to go to bed? Will this be a kid that uh, is constantly late? That would be from you. He's not late yet. Well, I know, but he will be in... Two days. 36 hours. Yeah, I mean, I guess that just... It depends whether you think that people are the same in the womb as they are outside of the womb. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sure there are studies that could tell us if that's the case. There are people that say... You know, the placement in the womb is indicative of uh, your dominant hand. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yet I've never asked anyone, well, what is that placement? Yeah. And I've looked it up and they don't know. We should ask the the radiologist tomorrow. Mm, which one? If Hopefully it's the French one. Okay. Because I don't think either of them are going to have any idea. <laughs> we never know. We, we've never asked. Well, um, I think we've dropped enough hints where they could have told us. That's true. Well, so, yeah, everyone. Uh, Baby's measuring fine. Baby's measuring fine. I'm doing fine. My blood pressure's fine. Everything's good. Dory was like freaking out. Oh, it's higher than normal. It was like 128 over 80. And I was like, that's totally normal blood pressure. And she didn't believe me until the doctor said, well, your blood pressure's normal. (laughs) And it's like, I I say things all the time. And then it takes another, it takes a doctor to repeat it. It's just that my blood pressure is usually lower. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, you're still normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're always, I feel like you're really um, uh, looking for things to worry about. Well, what else do I have to do? Be, just be happy, healthy, relax a little bit. I am mostly happy and healthy and relaxed. Like, I, I actually feel like these these last few days, because I haven't really planned anything or done that much, I've been able to just sort of chill. I made blueberry muffins today. You did use the America's Test Kitchen recipe, which always calls for some sort of lemon zest or lemon juice. And quite frankly, it tastes like lemon. That's just my opinion. Do you not like it? No, I like it. It tastes exactly like an America's Test Kitchen blueberry muffin. Mm. It also had... You did a great job. Thank you. It had like a... Yeah, it has a streusel on top. And then it also has like... You like swirl... You make a blueberry jam and you swirl it. I almost had a crisis with that blueberry jam though. How so? I misread the instructions. You did something out of order? It's No, it said, the instructions said, you put a cup of blueberries and a teaspoon of sugar in a saucepan. Yes. And then you like, you know, it, it melts essentially. Yeah. I read it as a cup of blueberries and a cup of sugar. Oh, geez, Louise. That's a lot. So I combined them and then I was reading ahead and it said, use the... Use the rest of the sugar, a cup and an eighth. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. I looked back at how much sugar was supposed to be in the whole recipe. And it said a cup and an eighth plus a teaspoon. And I was like, oh, wait. Um, (laughs) So I snatched the, fortunately hadn't started melting. I snatched the saucepan off the stove. I was able to get rid of most of the sugar. Oh, there you go. And saved the day your tasters were none the wiser yes so i think that was successful thank you um but yeah you're look there's um there's no worries here it's just a waiting game just a waiting game hoping to see if we can see the avengers friday if i could see the avengers it'd be nice wait what about me you haven't even seen the last avengers movie let alone the other 20 movies that come before it there's too many of those movies. Well, I think that's sort of the problem, right? <laughs> You're just trying to jump in at the end. <laughs> I saw Civil War. Uh-huh. We're we're way past that. I saw Captain Marvel. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can watch Endgame. I'm sure you'd be full of questions, though. Um, those I wouldn't mind answering because I know the answers to those. Mm. Um, when we saw Captain Marvel, Matt forbade me from asking questions. Yeah. I was like, I haven't read about this movie at all. I don't know anything about it. Please don't ask. And I didn't. Yep. And then she went to the bathroom during like 
probably the most critical scene to not go to the bathroom during. But how was I supposed to know? Well, I didn't know. I didn't stop you. Exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, maybe the baby, because the baby liked Captain Marvel so much, maybe the baby will just love the Avengers enough to make it go into labor. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, we have an appointment Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Okay. You know, we go to like a 6 p.m. on Thursday of the Avengers. I'm supposed to go to a concert on Thursday. Maybe I should just go to the Avengers then. <laughs> sure. Solve, solve all of our problems <laughs> at once. Um, yeah, we'll see if I make it to the concert. Um, and now that tomorrow's my due date, and when you go past your due date, you have to start seeing the doctor twice a week. So we will go back on, we see her tomorrow, and we'll see her Thursday. Yeah. We'll do an ultrasound, and then we start doing non-stress tests. They always say the first baby's late. They do say that. You know. I know you've had your own pool of resources of people who've had first babies and have had earlies. Yes. Which is, has turned you into a nervous Nelly. Enforce your nerve. Reinforce not, your native. It's more just been like state. it's more just been like a reminder that anything can happen at any time. Sure, but that's what you're supposed to know all the time. I know. Saw a big car accident today. What you did? Yeah, on. Uh, you saw it happen. I saw it happen. Where? Highland, and Ooh. Melrose. Ooh. Someone was making a left turn. Someone was making a left turn, but what made me actually pay total attention and look was I heard. A, a, a tire spin and I looked to my right and I saw just barreling down uh, Melrose uh, 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 I would say probably like a 92 Chevy S10 pickup truck that was uh, going much too fast trying to beat the light oh no and he hit someone hit a Honda Accord yeah oh dear yeah it was pretty gnarly was everyone okay uh they went so I, I drove and then i came i circled back around and there were a lot of people out helping the driver of the honda and i didn't see the pickup truck i was like where the fuck is this pickup truck because the pickup truck seemed to to me aggressively then press on the gas oh jesus while it was like uh, part of the other car um and then i saw the uh driver and that truck parked on the side of the street talking to a passerby in a way that he was like, looked like he was a crazy person trying to like calm down. I don't know. This is very, this is an awkward looking scenario. The driver looked like he was a crazy person. Yes, he did. Oh yes. Oh gosh. Um, I use that term relatively. I know. You're truly crazy. I apologize. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm trying not to use the word crazy. Right. Me too gonna be really weird when i have that norris barkley cover band (laughs) um Uh. but uh yeah it was like i feel like 90 percent of the accidents on surface streets in los angeles are from people making left turns yes because there's a correct way to do it and an incorrect way to do it but it is a but the, the the person at fault is always the person going straight. Is that true? Well, generally, because the person turning is usually pretty stopped. 
and the other person is going through a yellow light. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or red. It was pretty much red by the time that guy was going through it. Right. I mean, when I'm making a left turn, I feel like I'm, I'm always like, it's hard because it's hard. You can't, when someone's coming towards you, you can't tell if their brake lights are on. Yeah. So you can't true. tell if they're, you can't really tell if they're slowing down. So I always have to feel, well, I feel you, like I always have to wait until they're, you can, you can, but like I, I, just to be safe, I like to wait until they've stopped you, before you I have turn. vision in both of your eyes? Because this would explain a lot if you had no depth perception. I do have vision in both okay, of my eyes. Okay. I'm just checking. Thank you. I am just checking. Sometimes it feels like you have no depth perception, honey. Oh, boy. You got that big belly now, you know? Mm. Try to squeeze through places you don't fit. Mm. You try to park giant cars where they, well, not even park, just barrel. Look, remember that time, guys, that she had part of the fence in her door? I do. Anyway. I didn't realize this had become... That's my wife. Dory's a bad driver podcast. That's not what this podcast is. This is about uh, excellent adventures. Saw a lot of people using excellent in my in promo emails today. Guitar Center was having an excellent sale. Oh, yeah. D-star. No one has spelled it like us. How do they spell it? Uh, Guitar Center put one L in excellent. Guitar Player Magazine said egg and then an excellent. Oh, God. I was like, this is all just awkward looking. So Guitar Center doesn't know how to spell the word excellent. Well, I think they're spelling a completely different word. Maybe they were paying by the letter on their email, <laughs> so they had to get rid of one. Maybe. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's that's it's a recorded with Andy this weekend at a Patreon and a, and a regular episode of, of TNC. Got to put those up. Uh, bonding's okay for a few more weeks, and then... Uh, we're we're pretty much on the seat of our pants here, hmm. so we've banked a bunch of Forever Thirty Fives. Kate's gonna also do a couple episodes with a guest host. Take that to the bank. Wonder who our, who our guest hosts are gonna be. I know who they're gonna be, but I can't reveal it. Oh, that's gonna be a fun surprise. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I reprogrammed the remote. Everybody, finally. Pretty exciting. After many, many, many months of me being annoyed by the remote, not correctly working and not operating our thermostat the way i want it to i fixed it good job honey thank you thank you proud of you i changed the settings so now our receiver when we're on when we want to do a direct tv or netflix mm-hmm. the receiver will say direct tv ps4 netflix whoa cool yeah. yeah i did a lot of programming today while i was entering spreadsheet data for Dory's latest acquisition to the Shafrira household support system. <laughs> we're going to work with a, we're working with a financial coach. Yep. We're going to work with a financial coach, everybody. Someone who's going to rein it in. Or make it rain. Or on guitars, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll be making it rain. No, he probably won't be. Um, but, uh, you know, punched in a lot of data today. He had us do a spreadsheet, a net worth spreadsheet. So we had to list all of our assets and liabilities. Good news. We, uh, we have some net worth. Bad news, it's not a huge net worth. 
But it's in. We're in the black. That's true. And I didn't even add the guitars. Well, he didn't have a line for that. That's true. I didn't want to make lines that weren't there. Uh, but you know, it's good to look at everything and the credit cards I'm paying interest on versus the uh, you know, there's still an IVF balance sitting out there of seventy, eighty, five hundred dollars. Or seventy five, whatever it was, from a. Uh, At least should transfer that. Yeah, from a from a from a CFP special. Yep. I bet there's some parking on there. For sure. <laughs> uh, other news, guys. DKB, our IVF doctor, found Dory on Instagram, and messaged her, saying she looked great. Thirty nine weeks, can't believe it. And what that said to me was. Now she needs a present from us. Was she doing it intentionally? I don't know. Uh, I don't think she was. But now we have to get a present for our IVF doctor. I mean, I was thinking we would get her a present anyway when the baby was born. Felt like jinxing it to get her one before that. Right. Well, now she's made contact. So she probably, yeah. did she casually drop her her sizes into the <laughs> conversation? I think, I mean, I've followed her on Instagram for a long time. I think she follows me on Instagram. Oh, well, there you I go. I don't think it's like she, you know, found me. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean it like that, but I could see how it would be construed as such. Um, but now, look, guys, now I got to figure out what we're getting her. Because the last time I saw her it was, just, you know, three, two and a half years ago or two years ago, post a instagram photo of gifts her patients had gotten her it was like very fancy wait you've seen her more recently than two years ago her instagram oh, post her instagram yeah. i see um yeah yeah so i gotta talk to our financial coach about this see what we can get her what we can't get her that seems fair <laughs> <laughs> i don't know guys look we just need someone to uh help us buy a house at some point because I am of no help to that, nor is uh, my wife, who desperately wants a house to call her own. I just want a home. Yep. I, too, want a home. I have a home. I'm in it right now. Bo's laying down over there, just sleeping in front of the PlayStation VR. I, I think we have, we have made this house much homier than it used to be. I actually really like our office. If you like it so much, why don't you marry it? Well, I'm married to the person I share it with. Oh. Guys, we uh, office sharing updates. Let's see. Hmm. It's going okay. Matt has been more amenable to wearing headphones. Well, it was like Dory put on headphones and was playing piano last night, which means that I shouldn't have to put headphones on because she had headphones on. But then she was like, can you put headphones on? And I was like, well, I hear you tap, tap, tapping away on those keys. And then she was like, well, you know, it would fix that. And I was like, fine. <laughs> I'll also put on headphones. It's like Matt doesn't like the principle of us both wearing headphones. This doesn't make any sense for us both <laughs> to be wearing headphones. Whoever's not wearing headphones, if the other person's wearing headphones, the other person should be automatically gifted not wearing headphones. And I say this as a person who owns many, many, many pairs of headphones. It was headphones. just that you were, you were, I think you were playing video games very loudly. And I could hear it through the headphones. I was playing Red Dead Redemption very lowly. <laughs> I could hear it through the headphones. And then if my click clacking was bothering you, all you had to do was put on headphones. Well, it wasn't bothering me until you said that your, my thing was bothering okay. me. And then I was like, well, oh yeah? 
Well, then my thing, your thing bothers me then. I was like, uh-huh. Um, and I have a, I think everyone knows I have a digital piano, which is why I was even wearing headphones. Yes, that would be very funny place. if you had a, we had a real piano. <laughs> and I just put on headphones. Yeah. Got Dory for her birthday last year, a Roland with weighted keys. It's a lovely piece. 88 keys, guys. Full set. Full set of keys for her to play her sonatas on. And, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I was playing bass today. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get that middle part of the Jackson 5. I want you back. It's a very difficult song on bass. So, you know, I got all of it except for that middle sort of bridge part much guys i know you're thinking about it right now and you're like oh is that that listen to it again really listen to like, it like listen to it it's just it's that little that bridge is like all the bass and it's kooky kooky mm. bananas hmm. anyway we'll get there i'm sure okay uh yeah well everyone please leave your apple podcast reviews sure or even just a rating is helpful I guess to someone who is continuing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, our Facebook group is Facebook. The more ratings you leave, the more of a chance we have of keep going. <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Our Twitter is at excellent pod. And you may email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. They both go to the same place. And our phone number to leave us a voicemail is 413-461-BABY. All right. BRB. Here's a sponsored word. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. 
And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, everybody, we're back from our short break where Dory uh, did a lot of the ad heavy lifting. I did. That's what kind of a, what kind of a pregnant lady she is. It's true. Very ambulatory. She goes She goes off to yoga sometimes. Yeah. Walks on a treadmill. That's true. Gets weird knots in her back. Yeah, I'm going to need you to unknot me again. Interesting. Um, but that's, uh, that's pretty much the gist of us. Dory's yawning over there. She's sleeping for two lately. <laughs> um, we got... Uh, we got some emails. Yeah, we did. That's what happens here on the podcast. A lot mm-hmm. of people email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one from Annalise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sh- hey, you mentioned not wanting to have a long induction followed by a C-section. Totally valid option. And worry. And I want to share my experience. I had two pregnancies that resulted in preeclampsia. And I was on bed rest with both for 30 weeks until the scheduled inductions at 37 weeks. Both pregnancies, I went into the induction with 0% effacement and 0 centimeter dilated, so we figured it would take a while, and it did. My daughter, I started induction process on Thursday night uh, with cervical uh, ripeners, and then started pitocoin. Pitocin is exactly what that would be. (laughs) Pitocoin. Uh, on Friday, I hadn't progressed enough throughout Friday, so they took me off uh, Pitocin and let me shower and eat. Then they did the cervical ripeners again that night, started Pitocin again on Saturday morning, and she was born at 7 a.m. on Sunday. They broke my water around 9 a.m. on Saturday and told me that if I had not delivered by then, by when? By 7 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, I see. We do a C-section due to the chance of infection jumping up after 24 hours. Don't say it to scare you, but rather to reassure you that the body is already way more progressed. Uh, your body is already way more progressed than mine. And we will likely continue on that path, making your induction go much faster. If you see? You know? I think you're thinking of the old podcast we recorded. Mm. <laughs> we did. We recorded an old podcast. 
that I made Matt start over. She did not care for my not having anything to say. <laughs> anyway, please go on. Uh, Annalise was also on IV fluids, antibiotics for group B strep, and hooked up to a baby heart monitor the entire time. Uh, so I had trouble getting up and going to the bathroom. I'm also the person who likes to toss and turn to get comfortable in bed before I sleep. Every time I rolled over, they had to come in and adjust the monitors because my daughter kept slipping out of range. My son was much smoother, uh, partly because I knew exactly uh, what to expect and partly because my body had done this before. Zero percent effaced, zero centimeters dilated. Entire process took 26 hours and only 10 hours after uh, we started the Pitocin delivery. They had a wireless uh, Bluetooth baby monitor. I got to walk around, roll over in bed a bit easier. Uh, all this is to say you can do this you'll rock it and before you know it, you'll be holding a beautiful baby on your chest and everything will melt away also some suggestions for your hospital bag earplugs and an eye mask Dory does not go far without that those are already in my hospital bag uh, not only are the machines loud at night but the walls uh, are thin and you might hear other women in labor in adjacent rooms oh good point nurses talking in the hall random other people's visitors etc it's difficult to sleep now Annalise is in a 3,100 square foot Austin home. That's three and a half baths. Two adults, two Four kids. bedrooms. It's just out of control. Way to go, guys. You move from a 3,300 square foot place and you're loving all the extra space. Well, that is You know, at the, at the hospital we're going to, the labor and delivery rooms are pretty separate from the postpartum rooms. Uh, I'm confused as to when the sleeping happens. Well, I was I was talking with some people and they were saying that with an induction, sometimes they'll start inducing you at night and then you can sleep that okay. night and then you wake up and you're like ready to go. Oh, that seems nice. So that could happen. We'll see what happens. I yep. guess it's really up to uh, our doctor. Yep. Um, this next email is from Andrea, who also wanted to let us know about her induction experience. Okay. Both inductions were scheduled, and I had to go into the hospital the night before to have my cervix softened. With my first daughter, I went in at 10 p.m. They inserted the stuff into my cervix, offered me a sleeping pill, which I took, and then at 7 the next morning, they broke my water. I had my daughter at 2.20 p.m. that day. I needed no Pitocin, and labor moved along beautifully. Of course, I was 42 weeks at that point. With my second daughter, I went in at 40 weeks and three days. My OB seemed to think I wasn't going to go on my own again, and I agreed. That time was a little different. I still went in at 10 p.m. They still softened my cervix, but they also started me on Pitocin. My contractions did come on a lot stronger, but I managed to hold off on my epidural until my water broke, and believe me, I don't have a high pain tolerance. My daughter came at 11.40 a.m. I know all bodies are different, but I just want you to know that not all inductions go forever. I was very lucky with mine. While my body doesn't seem to know how to naturally go into labor, once it gets started, it does just fine. So try not to stress too much. You're going to do a great job no matter what. Good luck, Annie. 2,200 square feet ranch style house with two full bathrooms. And she's a single mom with two girls, two dogs, a cat, and parents who live in the basement. I love a parental basement situation. Yeah. Seems pretty, pretty schnazzy. Uh, honey, look, this is all good information. I know how you love to get everybody else's uh, info. I just like to have some data. You like some data points. Some anecdata. You like to really then use that to worry or not worry. Mm-hmm. It's really your MO. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
What? Nothing. She's a worrisome person. So are you. Me? Yes. I don't worry. I just have crippling anxiety. <laughs> That's not worry. That's different. Oh, I see. Um, all right. I'm going to play voicemail. Okie dokie. Hi, Matt and Dory. Uh, this is Susanna calling from the Twin Cities. Um, I haven't listened in a while, but I'm assuming you're getting close to your due date, so congratulations. Um, not sure what's going on there, mostly because I had my little guy um, on March 11th, so has been busy Congrats. with that and haven't had it much time him. to listen to podcasts. But the reason I'm calling is just to thank you uh, so much for the excellent lullabies playlist on spotify we listen to it all the time uh my little five-week-old loves it and i do too it's been really great so i just want to thank all the other listeners for the suggestions and you guys for putting it out there um and good luck with everything being a new parent is definitely difficult but worth all of it so good luck well thank you thanks susanna uh, congrats on your little one. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying the excellent pay- playlist on Spotify that I personally curated all of. Um, I've never even been on Spotify. <laughs> it's called Excellent Lullabies. Not like Guitar Center spells it. No, but you should be able to find it if you search for it. And um, I will also put in the show notes if I remember. You may remember. There's a chance you will. There's a good chance you won't because mm-hmm. you'll be like busy watching Billions. Oh, yeah, Billions is on tonight. That's her jam. Love Billions. She loves Billions. All right. Yes. This is from Emily. Hi, Matt and Dory. Just saying thanks for putting yourselves uh, into the podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. Forever seriously considered having a kid, and your humor and realism has been so comforting. I conceived via IUI back in the middle of December. Wow. Wife and I had a delightful time choosing a donor. That would be fun to watch. Uh, and I'm not a. I'm about not about eighteen. I think she meant now. Now about eighteen and a half weeks pregnant. Uh, very excited for the little guy coming into the world. However, it's been difficult to focus on all the good and excitement. Last March, my dad was diagnosed with throat cancer. After truly uh, gr- uh, grueling radiation and chemo treatments last year, I had optimism that he'd be on the mend but after a neck uh, dissection surgery pneumonia and peg in the future tube things have gone downhill minimal treatment option he has doesn't offer much confidence and he try he's tired of the pain as this week he'll likely trans- transition officially to comfort care it's got uh, it's been getting harder to believe he'll be around to meet his grandson and i'm having a very hard time coming to terms with the progression that seems to be moving at the speed of a bullet Aside from one-on-one therapy, family and friends supporting, I'm wondering if you or anyone out there ha- or a listener has any advice on how to grieve uh, and possibly lose a parent while being pregnant. It's not and and not losing the sight of joy, the beauty that is to come with a new child. Anyway, gain perspective on this would be greatly appreciated. Again, thank you for all you do. And now Dory in the notes has written that we uh, we did have similar situations coming up. In episode 219, mm-hmm. Advice Squad. Yeah. Um, so you might want to go back and listen to that. I'm very sorry to hear about your dad. That being said, if anyone uh, has specific advice for Emily, yeah. please, please write in. Please write in. Um, I mean, I think I would just say just try to cherish these last few 
days, weeks, months that you have with your dad. Um, if you can and he's up for it, it might be nice to have him write a letter to your unborn child. Or Well, that's just... Uh Just like, uh, might as well get a cello quartet. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Well, look, I mean, I think, you know, especially for if her child isn't going to know his grandfather. You, know? you notice how I made the entire quartet cellos. Yes. No they're, viola, no they're violin. Very, they're I very just... sad <laughs> instruments. I love a cello. Sure. Um, so that might be something you could do to kind of keep your dad's memory alive. Um, or record him saying, you know, sending a message to your son. Um, wait, she did say it's a boy, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, you know, I think let yourself grieve and don't feel like you have to feel a certain way. But also don't feel, I would say, like, try not to feel guilty about being happy that you're pregnant. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'd love to hear from other people who may have been in this situation. And again, um, we, you know, we, we tackled a very similar question a few weeks ago. So that might be something to check out. Um, okay. All right. Do you want to read this, Amelia? Sure. Okie dokie. Hearing last week's discussion of milestones made me remember something useful I learned from our pediatrician when my first child was young. I noticed compared to other young kids at the playground. Whoa. Hang in there, Excuse little baby, making me. Dory make noises. Sorry. Would you rather I read Amelia's? No, I, okay. got, I got it. That my son seemed to be not good at climbing. And I brought that up with our pediatrician. I don't want to misquote her, but what I remember of her response was something like this message. It's not uncommon for a young child's developing brain to work on one skill at a time. My son was good at talking for a kid for so my son was good at talking for a kid so young, and she said that was evidently what his brain was working on right then. This topic happened to come up at his daycare not long after, when one mom was noticing how my toddler was chatting away, and she said her daughter had so few words compared to my son, she wondered why her daughter didn't talk more. I repeated what my pediatrician said, and then his mo this mom replied that actually her daughter was really good at running and jumping compared to other toddlers. We laughed about it, and it also just felt like a fair way for the universe to work. No one's going to be the best at everything, but everyone is good at something, even when you're 18 months old. Uh, well... Good to know. Good to keep in perspective. But as we all know, our son will be a uh, probably world-class athlete. Just based on his genes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Running, jumping, somersaulting. Yep. Mm -hmm. the, the dexterity of a, of a ballerina. The, the balance of a... Of a, of a of a gymnast mm -hmm. and the strength of, of a the upper body strength of a Simone Biles. Okay. And the, uh, I was going to say a the eyes of Ted Williams. I was going to say, uh, a rings, a gymnastics rings champion. Sure. I think Simone Biles covers it. She was pretty much all around. It's fantastic. True. All right. We're going to take a short break. We are. That's true. BRB. She's not even kidding guys. BRB. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Dory. Yes. We've got quite a tale coming to us from Gus. Yeah. Of Watertown. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to condense it a bit. I don't even think you need to. I think it was well written. Okay. Then I won't. Uh, our science baby... This is uh, Gus, by the way. Our science baby is seven weeks old today, and we had quite an adventure. He had quite an adventure on his way out. Part of what made it an adventure was the backpacking, or lack thereof. I think he's responding to my comment last week that, like... My bag was mostly packed, but I assumed we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like an evacuation where we'd be have to like run out the door in five minutes. And I also said, I don't have a bag packed. Right. I don't really care that I don't have a bag packed. Right. So Gus is here to tell us why we should have bags packed. Yeah. If you're, if you're a faithful listener, you'll remember last week's episode. Uh, so here it is. After going to bed at 9-ish on February 26th, my wife woke up at 10 p.m., the first definable contractions, though she had quite a few inklings during the previous couple of days. At 10.30, we started counting, six-ish minutes between contractions, each lasting about one minute. We were told the 5-1-1 rule is when you should call the hospital. Five minutes We've between, heard that too. one minute long, and then when it's been happening for an hour. So we thought we were good. Wife didn't fully pack her bag until the labor at home time, mostly because she was actively wearing the clothes she wanted to bring. And they were very specific items she wanted. Plus, we thought we would have way more time. Legit reasons for sure, but I was apprehensive about the bag state in the final days. So, after an hour of counting, the switch flips. She's now at two to four minutes between contractions, and the contractions are so intense, they're basically like making her a paralyzed mute. At this point, I'm rushing around, throwing things in the bag the best I could. However, I still, after six years of marriage and eight years of living together, I still don't know her system for storing clothes. So she is legitimately unable to help me pack and can barely get the words out to tell me what she wants nor where it's kept. Most of the time, I'm frozen in place, waiting for direction while my wife is screaming. So at this point, 1 a.m., the bag is finally finished. And the hospital, and I'll call, at the hospital, the doc, I'll call doctor, Tells us to come in. Uh, my wife goes to pee. She takes longer than expected. I go to to the closed bathroom door and ask what's the matter. She says, I can't move. My sack is popping out. So instead of calling 911, I suggest that she pops <laughs> it herself into no. the toilet. Oh. Wait. Yeah, he said, yeah, I suggested calling 911. Rather, yes. Yeah. So instead of calling 911, which I suggested. Right. She pops it herself into the toilet. Yep. So we make our way to the car, which takes 10 minutes in the middle of the night in 15 degree temperature. She's simultaneously sweating uncontrollably and shivering uncontrollably, only to make it a few steps between contractions and screaming. I drive 55 down a major city street, so glad there were no cops around, and only got one red light. She was screaming the whole way. I drove up to the ER yelling, my wife's in labor, the overnight guy, uh, admitting guy. I think he's a normal doctor, which he casually brings out a wheelchair. I, can sit, I can't sit down, my wife says. We slowly make our way inside on foot. At this point, I think we're in the clear. I mean, we're in the hospital, right? 
About four feet inside the door, she leans over the chair. I'm looking at, at the elevator, our next escalation, when I hear something like, baby, pants. I don't fully comprehend. The next thing I hear is a faint but audible, uh, but certainly audible cry. Comic strip thought bubble appears over my head. Wait, that couldn't possibly be what I think it is. I turn to see blood running onto the floor and a baby-sized lump in the thigh of my wife's leggings. Holy fuck, it's here. I'm pretty sure I yelled before I could really process it. The cavalry arrives. At least seven medical professionals, doctors, EMTs, nurses. I swear I saw a security guard get my wife and son covered in blood and crying onto a gurney. I gathered myself and studied him a bit. It's a boy, which we hadn't previously known. Single greatest moment of his life. Uh, we all get into the aforementioned elevator. They asked me to press five. I do so half-jokingly. I did press five, right? Turns out I could still read. Uh, little Samuel was in the hospital for a couple of weeks with, uh, with an infection, but now he's home and good. And we joke about uh, that if we have a second science baby, we'll all we'll have we'll have to live in our car outside the hospital starting at 36 weeks. Good luck, Dory, with your birth. I highly doubt it'll go down anything like it did for us. And have that bag ready to go in case it does. Gus, Watertown, and he recommends the placeholder name of Minnie Myra. That is quite a tale. That is really something. You know, when I was reading that, I thought baby pants meant that she was mad that she didn't have a specific pair of pants that she wanted. Mm, no, I think it meant there was a baby in her pants. Well, we, it's clear now that that's what that meant. <laughs> that is really, wow. I mean, yeah, I guess things can escalate quickly. I guess babies have come out in pants. Yeah. It'd be amazing if the baby came out wearing pants. That would be... Little tiny baby pants. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Gus, quite a tale. Well written. Enjoyed it. Thank you for writing into us and uh, sharing your story of your 55 mile an hour drive through Watertown. They probably were going to Mount Auburn. Yeah. I've been to Mount Auburn quite a bit. That was a, a lot of the... Uh, Myra's and Furtado's ended up in Mount Auburn for oh, various reasons. Um, okay. Here we go. This is from Caroline. Yes. Caroline is the one who called us last week about her nephew. Yes, that's very true. Uh, I was just walking to work and listening to the new podcast episode, and I was shocked to hear my call played. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for putting the egg signal out there for other secondary caregivers of kids with cancer. I didn't plan to make the call, especially since the subject matter is not super related to the podcast, but I've been having such a tough time finding resources that I'm kind of at my wit's end. Thank you for playing it. Also, thank you to Dory for her suggestion about therapy. I'm a longtime therapy goer and currently have a great therapist. She just doesn't specialize in anticipatory grief or kids with illness. And although I'm getting lots of great support from her, I'm just looking to connect with other people who have experienced something similar to help with the feelings of isolation and also anger, as that is a thing too, yep. that have come with this experience for me. And thanks to Matt for the words of encouragement of being 38 and single. It can be really hard at times. App dating can quickly become like a very disappointing part-time job. But I just have to keep trusting that I am great. And if I stay open, I will find partnership. Yeah. Thank you so much for helping me feel a little less alone in this. Best of luck as you approach meeting Dory Shafrir, the boy. <laughs> um, we did not hear from anyone about this but, topic. But that doesn't mean we won't. Totally. 
So if you have experience with this, please do write in um, and let us know if there are some resources for Caroline. Yeah. But uh, we're here, Caroline. We're thinking of you. Um, All right. Carl and Amanda just wanted to let us know that... Thank God. um, Our podcast allowed... Your podcast allowed us to connect with two of our really good friends who are also going through infertility. When you read their letter a few months ago, my wife and I were shocked and excited to have your show break the social barrier to discuss our struggles together. Oh, interesting. Thank you for everything. So you're saying what they're telling us is that they had friends who they didn't know were also going through infertility. I think that's what they're saying. when an email was read on this podcast, they put it together. Yeah, I think that's what they're saying. That is kooky bananas. Mm -hmm. Well... I am glad that we were able to help with such a thing. Yeah, same. That's very cool. Um, all right, I'm going to play voicemail. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. This is Paula in Chicago. And I got home from work website and I had a thank you card from you two for the baby dome. I was not expecting, you know, that and I was just totally blown away. We weren't away. expecting a baby um, dome. I... Was one on baby gift that I was very happy to give. I gotta say, sometimes I feel some feelings when I'm, uh, you know, sending baby gifts here and there. But to send you guys a baby gift was truly a joy, and I uh, didn't expect or need any thanks. Um, it really was just something that I I wanted to do. I listen to you every week, and um, you've both been. Uh, just a great comfort to me um, going through miscarriages and infertility. Um, and anyhow, so I was happy to do it, but I was totally thrilled to have a piece of card from, uh, from the both of you. So um, uh, anyhow, it's getting really close now. So very excited for you. Very hopeful. Fingers and toes crossed. Um, I just did a second egg retrieval and PGS testing, uh, and this one went better than the last one. That's the good. last one was a, a big zero, uh-huh. um, and this one we actually just got three PGS uh, normal embryos. Awesome. So, uh, I don't know what we're going to do now. I haven't <laughs> even been able to talk to the doctor, but uh, feeling a little more hopeful all around. So, um, best of luck to you, and I'll keep on listening. Take care. And best of luck to you. It is funny when you're going through IVF and you know, you know, once you get past a certain barrier, you're like, oh no, wait, now what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's like beating certain boss levels in a video game. Totally. You're like, Um, oh my God, I tried so hard to beat that boss and now I have to go to the next level. What's that? It's even harder. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Paula, we we were... very grateful for your gift as we've been very grateful Look, for Bo, Bo all, loves of, it. all of the eggheads gifts. Um, uh, we have, we've been gradually making our way through them to send out thank you notes. So if you did send us something and you haven't gotten a note yet, there is one that will be on its way. Um, yeah. Well, it's good. Good to update everybody on that. Yeah. Uh, and seriously, that was, uh, it's too kind you got, you know, I mean, it's, that's a famous gift. Yeah. I've also, I've also now recommended the Baby Dome um, several times, especially post Rock and Play Recall. Sure. Because people have been like, what can I use that's like not a pack and play to put my baby down in? 
Yeah. And I've said, well, a baby dome is kind of like a mini pack and play. Yeah. It's very portable. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's too big. It's not big enough for Bo, but it's big enough for a baby. Yeah. And it's safe for sleep. What more could you want? Literally nothing. Exactly. We're big into safe sleep here at the podcast. In case you, may, you haven't you figured may, that you out. You may know that. We're, we're talking about this with somebody. Oh, Ross and Liz at dinner. Yeah. You're safe sleep them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wonder when this baby's going to pop up. Anybody's guess. Every day I wake up and uh, it's morning and you didn't wake up in labor, I'm very thankful. <laughs> I mean, it could could come in the middle of the night. I mean, you hit me the other night and I was like, what's going on? How are you feeling? And, she's like, and you were like, I have to pee. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Why'd you hit me? I don't think I meant to hit you. I don't think you meant to hit me either, but it was like a, it wasn't a hit. It was actually like a grab, you grabbed my arm. And I thought, oh, okay. I can handle this. But then I, then you just said you had to pee. And I was like, okay. I did pee like six times. I last can handle night. that too. So many times I had to trying pee. to drink a lot of water lately. That's good. You know, have you been feeling, system. Have you been feeling better since you started drinking more water? No, Oh. but you know, look, I'm trying to recycle all the waters thing. I'm a jiggies I get, but I realized that my barrier to entry with water is having it in front of me mm-hmm. in, in some sort of container. Mm hmm. Because I can't be expected to go refill glasses. Like I do. Like a, like a normal human being. <laughs> hey, whatever works. All right. This is from Kimberly. Um, you have both talked about the future of this podcast as if the only option post-birth is for it to turn into a parenting podcast. That is true. As someone who has experienced infertility and had success with treatment, I think you might be underestimating how much you might still need an infertility outlet after welcoming your baby. Okay, I'm listening. I think this podcast could continue as a primarily infertility podcast. Okay. Many people who go on to parent after infertility continue to feel complex emotions and need support after becoming parents. For example, you will unfortunately but probably be immediately inundated with questions about when you will try for another baby. And you may need an outlet to complain about that. You will probably have many thoughts and feelings about whether or not to try again, too. Many people post-treatment have difficult decisions to make about what to do with any remaining embryos. You may feel some survivor's guilt after welcoming your baby. Many parents I know, myself included, who are parenting after IVF often feel that they shouldn't be, quote, allowed to complain about the difficult aspects of parenting since they worked so hard and so long to become a parent. All of this is my way of saying that you may still feel very, very infertile after your baby is born. Hmm. You may need an outlet to discuss these feelings together. And as a listener, I would love for you to share it. You may have plenty of content related to these complex emotions to fill a monthly or biweekly podcast. On a selfish note, I hope you two will continue to podcast together one way or another because I enjoy listening. Thanks for reading my email and best of luck for a very smooth delivery. I'm so excited for you. Kimberly. Uh, Look, Kimberly, those are, it's, it's, you make some good points. The people that are like suggesting ways, avenues to go with uh, the podcasts post the baby, um, keep it up. A couple of people have had good ideas, you know? So, we, honestly, we're open to listening to what you people think you might want to hear. Well, we got another, we got an email from Sarah 
who also says, I totally understand not wanting to do a parenting podcast, but I still want to hear from you two together. So any kind of general life or marriage podcast would be great. I just can't lose you. And I know you both have other podcasts, but I only listen to this one because it's my favorite dynamic of you both. Well, look, I've, very nice. I've tried to pop over onto Forever 35, but uh, <laughs> she does not seem too into it. We wanted to do an episode with you and Anthony, but Anthony, Kate's husband, Anthony is um, away. Well, look, I think as soon as Anthony returns. Yeah, we'll do a husband's episode. Put it episode. on the books. Yeah, totally. Let's guest host Anthony and I, and you guys can be our guests. <laughs> uh, Anthony has a, actually has a skincare routine. <laughs> Anthony has much more to talk about on that podcast than I do. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this might be, maybe I should save it for Forever 35, but I finally opened one of your Christmas presents. Which was the three bars of Baxter Finley of soap, the exfoliating one, the charcoal one, and then the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, cleanest I've ever felt in my life. Really? Yeah. Good. One is like, they specifically say, rub it in your beard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you finally <laughs> opened them in April. Well, you know. I just have been using the, the body wash that oh, I yes, have, yes. the Baxter Finley body well, wash. Well, I saw that soap, and I was intrigued by the three varieties of soap. Well, let me just tell you, I you know I put the soap, two of the soaps together on top of each other Ooh. in the soap caddy. Accidentally, oh. they dried and they fused together. <laughs> and I don't, there's no, I can't, unless I get a crowbar, I don't think I'm <laughs> getting them apart. So it's like a giant, unwieldy, charcoal exfoliating bar. <laughs> Sounds kind of great. That's the kind of stuff you could expect on Forever 35. With Matt Myra. With Matt Myra <laughs> and Anthony King. Um, all right. I'm going to play a quick voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Kim from Ohio again. I just have to call and tell Matt that he is not alone in the Oregon-Oregon <laughs> debate. Um, for, here in Dayton, Ohio, we actually have a street of like bars and restaurants and stuff like that and the street is Oregon and we call it the Oregon District and we always say oh you go into the Oregon or the Oregon District so you are definitely not the only one all of us Daytonians call our district the Oregon District just wanted to share that with you guys I hope that um, you guys are getting closer to baby's arrival or baby has already arrived by the time this plays I'm thinking of you guys, and thanks again. Bye. Thank you. It's the Houston, Houston of it all, you mm, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go to New York, Houston is all of a sudden Houston. It's very confusing. You know? Soho, which really should just be Soho, <laughs> but that's just me. <sighs> no-ho. Well, there is really no no-ho. Like, Noah is a is a neighborhood eh, ish. ish. It's like you mean, it just so quickly turns into Chelsea that no one cares. Mm, not really. But who cares? Okay. What, what? So you tell me what's happening between Houston and Twelfth Greenwich Village. Oh yeah, the village is pretty good. <laughs> and then there's like Union Square. Okay. Anyway. Uh, thank you all for listening. Reminder that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. That's patreon.com slash excellent adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get 
a bonus episode, but you also get your name read on the podcast each month. And when you join us on Patreon, you also get the back catalog. Lots there. Lots to unpack. So, you know, if you're caught up on the regular podcast. Hours upon hours and hours of content. There is a shit ton, if I may, of content. All right. Here are this week's names. Oh, sorry. Darlene Estramera. Becca Foster. The Holterman Clan. Christy Maggs. Jennifer Floyd. Stephanie Thompson. Lex Conan. Hey, Lex. What are you up to, Lex? Uh, Jolene Sigler. Melinda Phelps. Sabrina Stern. Sarah Prager. Uh, Danielle Kohler. Mackenzie Erickson. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Magana Prasad. Kathy Hill. Leslie Shoup. Alec Meredith. And the Fletcher Babel. 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 And Fletcher Babble. That's Ash- all together is like the babbles. It's yeah. Alec Meredith and Fletcher. Ashley Cicely Lee. Uh, Chinami Worth. Stephen Azar. Evelyn Schmevelin. Emily McNaughton. Michelle Kitts Miller. Ariana Perry. Uh, Narantha Balagopal. Jack Woodyard. Julie Phillips. Siri K. Gasky. April Cherry. Margaret Metcalf. Erica Brown. Linnea Funsel. Tanya Davidova. Shari Olson. Jess Branch. Sandy Berry. Robin Reeks. Jenny Fick. Alana. Katkin. Lynn Nugent. M. Upcher. Sasha B. Chelsea Rosger. Claire Dealey. Joanna Reinwald. Naomi Nixon. Valerie Anderson. Kaylee Hendrickson. Satish Palomari. Michelle. Palomari. That's how you say that. Michelle Chudzinski. Lauren Kay. Holly Purpura. Maggie Sko. Karen Perelman. Uh, Jeff and Marnie. Carolyn. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Megan Jarden. Maria Bishop. Kalila. Jennifer Wang. Nicole Mustafa. The Biases. Catherine Little. Eliza. Melissa. And Wendy Flick. Thanks, all you patrons of the Patreon podcast supportion page. Supportions. Supportion page. Supportions go to <laughs> WGBH. Um, thanks, uh, everybody. Look, we'll see. Guess what? We have an appointment for not only monday today but the following monday so next time we talk to you we might just be talking to you about how the avengers were bikini kill how uh how the two appointments went yeah and uh that really might be the podcast or we could be uh detailing a harrowing uh baby pants situation oh god (laughs) baby pants uh thanks everybody Bye. bye